Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Ask Wardy. This is episode 42. I'm really thrilled you're here to join me either on Facebook Live or checking this out later through iTunes or the blog. I want you to know that the show notes are ready for you where you can uh, have all the links and notes uh, to today's episode, and that would be at tradcookschool.com slash aw042 for Ask Wardy, that's the AW part, and 042 for episode 42. And as I said, if you're joining me, live um, and you're like, oh, I got to go, but I want to catch this, the show notes are all ready for you. Everything that I'm going to share today is typed up, printed up there for you. And as soon as we're done with the live broadcast, within a couple hours, uh, the audio version will be embedded there, as will the video version. And I see we've got people joining us on Facebook Live. Hello, Maria and Vicki and Nofi and Nora. Hi, I'm so glad you're here to join us. So if you are all ready, we will get into today's question. It's featuring this little guy and other fermented foods. This is a little jar of sauerkraut. Um, And this is actually just a little jar. I brought it in for my lunch today, but it's part of a big one gallon batch of sauerkraut. And before we hop into the question today, I wanna make sure you saw this video that I just released yesterday, both on Facebook. You could go to my page, Traditional Cooking School by Ganalfkins. You go to our videos and you'll see it there. Uh, depending on when you're listening to this, it could be buried a bit. Or you can go to tradcookschool.com slash crock. The reason it's crock is because it was made in a one-gallon stoneware crock. There's the video and the full recipe there for you. And I want to make sure that if you haven't yet been introduced to a really easy sauerkraut method, that you check this out. Once again, that's tradcookschool.com slash crock, C-R-O-C-K. It's a very... Um, Timely question here today from Samantha A. And let's just say um, I've, I've, well, let me read you her whole question, then I'll tell you kind of what I got out of it and what we're going to be answering today. So she posted this on Twitter, and Samantha is at S-A-M-E-S info. So I think it's at Sames info. She says, I was wondering if fermented veggies can be saved via pressure cooked or if it should only be eaten fresh and fresh in quotation marks, which is kind of like this, you know, right out of your crock, but you keep it in the refrigerator. Um, And she mentioned pressure cooking. And I think that probably is pressure canning or canning in general is what she's referring to, because here's the issue. You just made a whole bunch of sauerkraut, like maybe one gallon like I did the other day, and you think, oh, it'd be so great if I could preserve this for the future. And then your thoughts, because we live in a world where preservation and canning are sort of synonymous, even though, you know, we know there's other ways to do that, dehydrating or fermentation. Anyway, you think about, could I can this? What's wrong with canning? Is there any problem with canning? Can I do it? And that's what Samantha is asking in today's question. Well, before 
uh, answering, I want to make sure that we all understand what makes fermented food so special. Now, here's sauerkraut, but sauerkraut's an example of what is um, the beauty and the principle behind all of our fun fermented foods. You're really going to find two meaty ingredients, and I'm going to limit it to fermented veggies for purposes of simplicity today, but you're going to find two ingredients in your fermented veggies at a minimum. Of course, you can do spices and flavorings and whatnot, but at a minimum to do fermentation, you need your vegetables and you need salt. That's all you need to ferment. This started with cabbage and salt, this sauerkraut. But if you look deeper inside this jar, you're going to find other small wonders inside. After it's done fermenting, your sauerkraut or your fermented vegetables are going to have probiotics. Those are beneficial organisms that are really good for your gut. You're going to find enzymes that help digest, help you digest your food better. There's an explosion of probiotics and enzymes inside your fermented foods. You're going to find vitamins, and there's an explosion of vitamins when you ferment foods as well. You're going to find minerals, and you're going to find beneficial acids. Um, in the case of lacto-fermented vegetables like sauerkraut, the acids would be lactic acid. It's really good for your nutrition and digestion. Other ferments might have some vinegar um, as a byproduct of fermentation. So anyway, that's what you get inside this jar beyond the cabbage and the salt. The probiotics, the enzymes, the vitamins, the minerals, and the beneficial acids. Um, so the question is, when you're thinking about your big gallon of sauerkraut that you just made or a big crock of pickles, the question is when you think of preserving them and you think, could I can them? It's, well, what does heat and or pressure do to those ingredients? Does that make sense, everyone? What's going to happen? If you took a jar of sauerkraut and you canned it, what's going to happen to the probiotics, the enzymes, the vitamins, minerals, and beneficial acids? And I think you all probably know the answer already, but it's important to go through it, I think. Would those um, components, would they make it through the canning or not? Well, the answer is not pretty, actually. Uh, mostly, those things that I just called out don't make it through the heat and or pressure of cooking, much less canning or pressure canning because the probiotics die, the enzymes perish, um, the many vitamins are lost. I think, I don't think, I'm pretty sure I know, the minerals make it okay and the acids tend to make it okay. So to me, if you're to ask me this question, which Samantha did, uh, it's not worth it to can your fermented foods because too much is lost. What makes this so special, in my opinion, are the probiotics, the enzymes and vitamins, the acids and the minerals, and so much of it's lost through canning or even cooking that it's not a good way to preserve your uh, fermented foods. It's not worth it. It's much better to eat them fresh. So, Samantha, the simple question, uh, the simple answer to your question is canning is not a good way to preserve your fermented foods because it kills the probiotics. It's better to eat them fresh. But that does bring us to another question, which is if you do want to preserve your fermented foods, like if you want your sauerkraut to last through the winter, what's the best way to do it? Well, the obvious, I'm going to walk you through some options, two of them actually. Um, but I want to state the obvious here, which is in the history of food preservation, the very earliest way that we preserve food is through drying. The next thing that came on the scene was fermentation. Fermentation is 
a food preservation method. Now it does require cold storage, but when you ferment vegetables, the salt, the probiotics, the acids they produce, that is the natural process of making this food last much longer than it would if it was totally fresh. So fermentation itself is a food preservation method. But to make it last the winter, you can't just leave this out on the counter. You can't. You have to um, take care to put it in an environment where it is going to last. And so that brings us to the two options for preserving your fermented foods. Um, the first one, actually both of them involve cold, cold storage, like a cold cellar or a fridge or the freezer. So let's take the, um, the first one first. And by the way, any, any um, preservation method for your fermented foods that involves cold is going to preserve your probiotics, your enzymes, and your vitamins. Those will be lost during heat or if it decomposed because it wasn't kept cold enough. Um, but if you keep this cold enough, you will maintain the goodness that's inside of it. If you're going to put this in a cold cellar or a fridge, that's like, you know, not freezing cold, but cold, sauerkraut like this will continue to age, but more slowly. So it's preserved, but it will age because in the fridge, the organisms that are on here doing the ferment that did the fermentation are still on here and they're going to be just barely warm enough to um, you know keep eating the sugars and starches in the foods just a little bit. So they're going to keep eating and growing. This is actually how sauerkraut gets even more yummy and the flavors get more complex and it just ages in cold storage. Some people don't like to eat sauerkraut when it's right out of the crock. They prefer to put it in cold storage for a few weeks to a few months, and that's how they like their sauerkraut better. So that's a perfect um, example of how if you took your sauerkraut, you can actually keep it for months, um, even more, <laughs> in cold storage, but it will change over time because the organisms are still doing a little bit of work. They're not completely stalled. Now, um, let me bring up again in case anybody's coming in late here that I want to make sure you saw the recent video that I released and recipe on making no pound sauerkraut in a stoneware crock. You can find it at tradcookschool.com slash crock. Um, okay, so the second option for cold storage is the freezer. The freezer is like you put the ferment in there and time stands still. Your vegetables, the organisms, everything just stops. So the organisms aren't gonna grow and eat. They are too cold to do any activity, but they're not lost. Uh, it doesn't mean entirely. You may have some organism loss over time in a freezer, but for the most part, it's a very good way to preserve your ferment and just keep it the way it is. Um, and all you would do, in fact, there's a merchant online, Wise Choice Market, that actually ships and sells frozen ferment. So you could buy sauerkraut or fermented radishes from them in little in um, uh, pouches. And they come frozen, you put them in your freezer, and when you're ready to eat them, you thaw and eat. And it's the same principle um, when you make your own. If you put it in the freezer, it just stops. And when you're ready to eat it, you pull it out and thaw it and eat it. And by pull it out, I mean pull it, pull it out and put it in the fridge. Um, I do have a tip for you if you're going to use the freezer. You would want to use um, double or triple bag Ziplocs just to keep um, freezer burn at bay, to keep it as little of a factor as possible in your preservation. So the bottom line of this whole discussion and the answer to Samantha's question, 
No, canning is not a desirable way to preserve fermented foods because too much of the good stuff is lost under the heat and pressure. If you do want to preserve your fermented foods, first you ferment them, that is nature's way to preserve, um, and then you move them to cold storage, the fridge, a cold cellar, or a freezer. So that's the answer to your question, Samantha, and I hope it was um, informative and helpful for everyone who's here live and those of you who check this out later. I want to wrap up by inviting you to grab my free fermenting formulas cheat sheet if you don't have it already. In that, I share formulas to make all kinds of ferments, salsas and relishes and pickles and even beverages. I tell you how much of... Um, you know, the vegetables you need, how much salt and or brine, starter culture. It's the basic formula, and it'll allow you to make ferments with the seasonal foods you have on hand. You can get that at tradcookschool.com slash ferment sheet. Ferment sheet is one word, ferment sheet. tradcookschool.com slash ferment sheet. Ferment sheet. Mixed it up at the end. And I can take a couple minutes to answer some questions. I see on Facebook Live that... Um, you all have been asking and answering questions among yourselves, and I love that. Thank you for helping each other out. So if you have a question to add, uh, please do type it in, and I'll, I'll, I'll do my best to answer it. While you're typing that in, let me just invite you to submit a question for a future episode of Ask Wardy. You can do that by tweeting me, as Samantha did today. Use the hashtag Ask Wardy and tweet me at Trad Cook School. Uh, you can also email a question in. Wardy, W-A-R-D-E-E, at askwardy.tv. Okay, I don't see a question coming in, so I will wrap this up. God bless you all. Don't forget, check out the recipe for no-pound sauerkraut at tradcookschool.com slash crock, and the show notes are ready for you with everything that we've discussed and links at tradcookschool.com slash crock, and grab the fermenting sheet, tradcookschool.com slash ferment sheet. God bless you all. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy, or send an email to Wardy at AskWardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Wardy, go to AskWardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at TradCookSchool on the Periscope app or go to periscope.tv slash TradCookSchool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Podcasts app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, Go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you. And I'll see you next week.